Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. Hello, Kasira. I am drinking apple juice because it's October and it's National Apple Month. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, I'm drinking distilled water in a Halloween orange cup. There you go. Well, good. You know, I am so excited. First of all, how are you? Uh, This is a topic a lot of people... Have, there's the chat's been going on before we even came on tonight. I know people are excited about this topic. Is anybody having a party? Is anybody having a let that go party? I'm uh, telling you, hors d'oeuvres and cocktails, and you'll get everybody to come over and watch that show. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I said that to Sherry Callahan this morning. I said, hey. yeah, have a, a let that go party because yeah. today is also uh, Phineas Fogg Day. Um, believe it or not. Uh, and I told her to, from around the world in 80 days, uh-huh. I told her to get a group of people together, yeah, watch the movie, and then follow that with the Let That Go show. Yeah. That's, a, that's a long day. <laughs> that's a long ass day, baby. But at least you're watching something else and not participating in it. Yeah. So there's no, uh, you don't Aaron, get exhausted. You watch everybody else get exhausted. Erin <laughs> is here and Erin is, uh, you know, she is one of our sponsors this week. So Hi, Erin. And I, you know, and we love our sponsors, Aaron. Yes, we do. Kurt Peterson. Thank you all. And, you know, some very interesting things that happened because I know that you are all about synchronicity and everything. Uh, My horoscope yesterday said that an interesting wind was going to bring me out into the public eye again. And that wind, believe it or not, is Helen Hayes. Because I've got three oh. major <clears throat> Helen Hayes events next weekend in Nyack, New York. And wow. they're all live. I am going to be on I'm kidding. Stage. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be on stage again for the first time in ages. Yay. So I'm excited about that. And I'm writing a show that I'm taking yes. to D.C. And I had friends over today, and I ran over my ideas, they were on the floor, hysterical. I said, I am loving the fact that you're loving this. So it's going to be exciting. So those are all the exciting things. And uh, we let go of September. Oh, goodbye, September. Thank you. September was a weird, September was a weird moment. I'm not going to lie to you. Mercury was in retrograde. Mercury is, is it my imagination or is Mercury always in retrograde? But it, there were other planets in retrograde as well. We're not Six. going to rehash that. They're, you know, Mercury's yeah. gone direct. Thank the goddess. But last um, night I had Suzanne LaRouche on the show, who uh-huh. is a Lucy impersonator. Yes. And, or she used to be. She no longer does that. And uh-huh. just as, I, you know, I said, what music would you like to listen to as we go live? And she said, whatever you want to play. So I asked for a mix because I have all of my music streaming now. So okay. I was, I went uh, and we started live and the music that started was the I Love Lucy theme. She yes, said, you told me that. She said, you planned that. And then tonight, as you came on, what came on? I put my hand in here. I put my hand, hand in, in there. there. And that's what you and I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we put our hands and shit. We twist a little, share a little, him a little, share a little. A little this, a little, a little. We're closet matchmakers. That's um, right. Well, I'm not really a matchmaker, but I'm a closet diva. No, I am a diva. I am a matchmaker. Um, I love bringing people together. We bring all. These I do too. Together. I we're networkers. I network people all the time. I hook people up together all the freaking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a, and, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yes. Um. You know, so but before we start the subject, I just want everyone who knows me well, all of my good friends, especially the friends I've had in my life for 30 years, 40 years, you know, that I grew up with. You know, I got a lot of old friends that tell that says tells you something. I'm a good person. I'm a touchy feely, huggy person. 
but only if I like your energy. If I don't like your energy and you want to run over and hug me, dude, I'll tell you, please don't touch me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know you like that yet. Maybe someday. Yet I have people, uh, people in my life, and, and especially, you know, at, at my civilian job in the medical field, I got people, I, I work with a lot of people that want their Kassira hug. Why? Because I am not a vampire. I am a loving human being. Well, I am too. And uh, I know you you know, I'll tell you an interesting story. Oh, thank God we don't live in the same town. We'd be hugging each other until we drop dead. <laughs> we, we... I'll tell you something. I grew up in a, I grew up in a household where there was no hugging and there was mm -hmm. no, I mean, physical affection was something that our family just did not show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, in all the years that my mom and dad, that I grew up in my household. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, 18 years of my life. Uh, and if my mom tunes in, I, I'll say this with her here. I saw my dad kiss my mom once. He came back from how the many times did she kiss? How many times did she kiss Santa Claus? <laughs> I don't know. But I, only, <laughs> I, I only saw that once. And I tell this story for a reason. Because I came to New York and when I did my first solo show, uh, mm -hmm. this woman that I was working with, I came to work the next day and she had put together um, all of the playbills of every show that she had ever seen, and she'd given them to me as a gift. Wow, like an archive kind of and thing. And she yeah. went to hug me, and my whole body tensed up. And she hmm. said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You don't like me. I wasn't even aware that my body tensed up. Hmm. She felt it. She felt that energy. Oh. She felt oh. it. Uh, you know, it was so visceral. I mean, she felt it that she brought it to my attention that moment changed my life. And mm -hmm. I also, I mean. How was her, when she did that, how was her approach? Well, she just threw her arms around me and uh -huh. my body just tensed up because I just mm. was not used to it. I certainly have made up for that, uh, you know, as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. And I am a real huggy, lovable uh, person. I mean, I, I love people and I love being around people and, uh you know, but we're going to talk about the other kind tonight, the mm -hmm. type that we want to let go of. And mm -hmm. it is, to coin one of your favorite expressions, it's a juicy topic. Very juicy. Okay, so I know all about energetic vampires because I grew up with them. Um, my mother's side of the family was like a bad Tennessee Williams novel. They were uh, American Irish people no. <laughs> from the South. That thought all the time. Sometimes, now not not at every gathering, but but here's what would happen: they would drink too much. Somebody would drink too much. Why Irish? And then someone would get mad at someone else, and there would be an ensuing argument. And then they wouldn't speak for like five, six years. And then when they got lonely, they'd show up again and act like nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how exhausting this was. <laughs> so exhausting you never knew well I, that's not true at first you know we I, I was like oh what's gonna happen now and then I got it oh they're not gonna speak for the next five to ten years and then one day they're gonna turn around and act like nothing ever happened because they're lonely um that's that is a form of energetic vampirism and here's why when there's a grudge like that in the family that is hanging over everybody's head for years and everybody is, you know, people want to get together. They don't know who they can invite. Who can I invite? Who can I not invite? Are you still not speaking? Are you speaking? Are you? And all of the attention is wrapped around this argument that happened five years ago. And it, it sucks the energy out. You know, planning around discourse in a group of friends or a family is exhausting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's extra work. Instead of people having a talk and resolving it, they suck the life out of each other and then walk off and then part, you know? Well, so Go ahead. I'm sorry. So over the years, having started in theater when I was semi-professional theater when I was 13, uh, I auditioned for my first semi-professional show when I was 13. It got cast. And uh, I met in the theater world a lot of energy vampires. 
Uh, I, oh my gosh, I will, I, I perform, I did this huge show in Dallas and uh, there was this uh, uh, woman in the show with us, female. Had, we had a lot, it was a huge cast. So we had a lot of different dressing rooms and a lot of different people. And this woman kept, after her, every time she'd sing her solo, she'd come into the dressing room and ask, was that okay? That was horrible, wasn't it? That was awful. Oh, I just don't, I don't think anybody liked that. Yes, everybody liked it. You were fine. Oh, I don't think so. I really wasn't good today. And I, and I finally caught on. I finally caught on, you know. And so one day I turned around. I said, you have to quit talking. Like you have got to stop now. Stop today. We've already told you you're fine. Every performance we say, no, that was great. And you, and you just keep going on and on and on. And you have to stop now. Because it's not positive for you or anyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I could see no, I could see half smiles on everybody's faces, you know, like, oh God, thank God you said that. We didn't have to say that, you know. That's another form of energetic vampirism. People who come off as a victim and are constantly demanding affirmations for their ego. That's, you know how draining that is? Oh my God, absolutely I do. Tell me a story. <laughs> there are so I many. You got one. I know, but pick a good one. I know you've got a there good are one. so many. You know, years ago, I did a show called Men of Manhattan. So I was wearing my Men of Manhattan jacket. I'm getting off the bus and this woman comes up to me and she goes, oh my God, were you in that show? And I said, yes. And she said, I just stage managed a production in Arizona. What's your name? And when I told her my name, she was like, oh, my God, your name is in the script because mm -hmm. of the original cast members that were in the uh -huh, script. Uh -huh. And uh, I, you know, I said, and she said, I've just come to New York to be an actor. Um, mm -hmm. Do you mind giving me your number? And if I need advice or something, I could possibly call you for advice. Mm -hmm. And I gave her my number. And uh, not and knowing her, mm, not knowing her. And then the calls started coming and it was one thing after the next. Um, one day she called me up and she said, I'm going to an audition. She said, please, please, please go with me to this audition. It was mm -hmm. for children's theater production <laughs> of Charlotte's Web. So we go and she okay. was immediately typed out. Now, for those of you who don't know, when you go to an audition, they will go, you, 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 you stay, the rest of you go. Well, and here's why. Here's why. You don't know what they're looking for because every production could have a different concept. I mean, they'll they'll say woman in her 40s about this high who can sing blah, 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 cuckoo cob and with this accent. That's all you know. You don't know what they're looking for. Anyway, go ahead. But she, you know, they typed her out and she got angry and she had a fit. And I, it was so embarrassing because everybody in the room is watching her. She says, how do you know whether or not I can play this part? I'm auditioning to play a spider for God's sake. She, I mean, and we walked out and I said, don't ever do that again. They know what they're looking for. It's not, it don't take it personally. You can't take it. That was just one example, but it was one thing after the next, every single time there was an issue or something, um, she would call me and then one night, I mean, and she was the kind of person and you know, this, you know, too many of these people that create drama in their lives. If there's no drama, they will find gonna dick damn well started. Mm -hmm. And she was constantly like on, you know, being about to be evicted or whatever. And this was around the holidays and she had gotten an apartment that she was subletting or something. Mm -hmm. And it was a no pets building. Mm -hmm. Oh, she, Lord, I, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Uh -huh. She adopted a collie. <laughs> like, you could, like you could hide a collie. Right. So okay. then okay. she calls me crying mm -hmm. hysterically that mm -hmm. they're about to throw her out on the street with this dog. She doesn't know mm -hmm. where she's going to go what she's going to do, all these things are going on. And I, and I said to her, Diane, okay. I said, Diane, you are constantly creating these problems for yourself. Yeah. First yeah. of all, why would you adopt a dog when you don't even have 
money sometimes to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. But she, uh, you know, and then she got very angry with me. Of course. Here I try to tell her how to live her life when she was calling me all the time for advice. Well, she tells, but she was telling you every day how she lived her life, how she lived her life. So what's the difference? Exactly. So (laughs) at that moment, I said, I am sorry that you feel this way, but Mm -hmm. it's time for us to sever our ties. And I never saw or or heard Mm -hmm. from her again. I -hmm. moved on. And as you know, just in the course of the time that we've known each other, mm-hmm. there are two people that I have had to let Bye-bye. go. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's draining. It's absolutely draining. I've had to, over the years, I've had a handful of re- very best friends that I just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, if years, years of having these people in my life, 20, 30 years. And one day I just went... Oh God, you know, I would hang up the phone and I think, God, I'm exhausted. I'm ex- that's when I started really looking at energetic vampires. Um, I, they, um, it was just, um, it was just one, it, it, not only just one event after the other and one negative story after the, I, I had a friend who every day was a story. It was, Oh God, you won't believe what happened today. And I'm not kidding you. And I, for days that I stopped taking phone calls. Actually, I've had more than more than one person like that in my life over the oh, years. Yeah. It was just every day was, I'm sick. Oh, you've been sick for 26 years. When are you going to not be sick? When are you going to stop saying how sick you are? It was an excuse not to get up and do something. Oh, I can't go do that. I, I can't work. I'm sick. I can't do this. I'm sick. And it was, and this person literally, literally listen to me, Richard Skipper. I'm listening. She was not sick at the beginning. She made herself sick by saying that over and over and over again every day for years. And finally, one day I thought, okay, bye-bye. Okay, that's the last phone call we're going to have. And I knew it was, this person read my book before I even published it, told me after she read the book that she felt bad about herself after she read my book. Well, did it, what? did it put a what? mirror up there? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, I just feel like now I'm not doing enough. And I thought, I said, I never said that, but I thought it. I'm, because this is somebody who spoke herself into being extremely ill over the years. Well, isn't it funny that we're talking about vampires? And one thing that vampires cannot see is their reflection. Yes. Think about that. Oh, me. I love that. <gasps> I love that. Can we put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's okay, true. Say, say that again, I mean, Richard. That was good. That was no, good. But vampires cannot see their reflections. So yeah, their um, reflection. A lot of times these people that, and you talk about this in your book, um, but one of the things that you talk about are the stories that we, they, all of us mm-hmm, perpetrate mm-hmm. over and over and over again. I was mm-hmm. just reading as I do in my morning uh, readings every morning. I was reading yesterday morning, uh, you talking, you know, if we gave up those stories, mm-hmm. um, and I'm maybe paraphrasing a little bit, then what's left? What is it that we're hanging on to? What uh, what aspect of that um, do we cease to be the people that we are? Because mm-hmm. sometimes those stories end up defining who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, we they make them who we are. Oh, yeah. We make our stories who we are. We're talking about that in your book club right now. We're in yeah. that part of the book where we're talking about, the. oh, by the way, if you don't have my book, please get it on Amazon. Let that go. We're talking about five reasons we hold on and five reasons we tell these stories. And one of the reasons is it's how we identify ourselves. It's how we, people, I meet people sometimes And they tell me their whole life story in 20 minutes and I'm exhausted. I'm like, why did you just tell me all that? Because they want me to fix them. Well, I can't fix you. I can't fix you. Only, only you can fix you, you know, and you just drained me of some really vital energy. I don't want to get morbid for a moment, but I know I'm going to go there. So, okay. It's okay. Bear with me for a moment. Well, don't, don't double, don't, don't. It may not be morbid for some of us. I think about what just happened in Fort Myers Uh and 
so many people, there was a, a woman that I saw in the news the other night mm-hmm. and she said, I lived through this hurricane. I lived through this hurricane and not if, lived through this hurricane. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could ride this one out. And so even though they were telling us to leave, they were telling us to do this. I again thought I was going to ride it out. So I stayed in my house mm-hmm. and as I hugged my dog, I cried and cried and cried as I watched my world wash away. Literally, mm-hmm. the, bil- the house fell down on top of her. She said, now I have no house. I have no car. And she says, look down the street. All of those houses I used to clean for a living. Oh, it's- my goodness. Uh, so she has no job. She ha- All those things are gone. Here in New York... Um, and we've got, you know, Aaron is here and uh, and Francis and a lot of your people up there. Yeah, yeah. And a few people from the area. Well, those mm-hmm. are the only two that I see that are from this area. Mm-hmm. Last week, a yeah. woman who's 61 years old and I'm going to be 62 on my next birthday. And I feel like I, you know, with everything that I've done in my life, I feel like I've yet to begin to live my life. There's still so much that I desire do. to do. There's so that's why we're going to live to be an old age, Richard. Old age, Richard. We have so much to do. And Glenn, uh, well, uh, well, Glenn, you're you're not in the area, so I don't know if you're going to know this story or not. But a woman who is 61 years old uh-huh. uh, or 61 years young, yes. uh, who is an EMS, was crossing the street this past weekend, and a schizophrenic guy stabbed her multiple times and killed her, and snuffed her life. Oh, okay. That's morbid. That's morbid. It is morbid. Yeah. I bring this story up, not for the morbidity of this story, but to say there are so many things that we hold on to, speaking of letting go, that I think, why do we hold on to these things when our lives in an instant could change on a dime, yes. as all of these lives just did? Mm-hmm. And I want to let go of all of that. As I go into October, uh, the word no is no longer an option for me. Uh, Those, the doors that I want to walk through, uh, that I want to go through. um, Ken Davenport, did you see what I sent you from Ken Davenport? I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to share a story with everyone. Ken Davenport, if you do not get his blog, read his blog. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a young, prolific uh, producer on Broadway. He produced Spring Awakening. He did the last revival of Godspell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the new Neil Diamond musical that's coming to Broadway. Mm-hmm. This man has his hands in every pot. And he is brilliant. I love, love, love his blogs. And he was telling this story that years ago he was on a golf course and this guy came up to him and said, I'd like to introduce you to Justin Timberlake. And he said, Oh, it's great to meet you. He said, Adam Sorkin, who he had worked with uh, a few good men was coming to Broadway. Mm-hmm. And he said, Adam Sorkin and I had a conversation and I said, you would be perfect for this show. Mm-hmm. And he said he looked at him like he was speaking a foreign language. He said, it was never brought to my attention. I never knew anything about this. But the point of this blog that he was uh, making was don't go through the middleman. Go right to what it is that you want. Because if you go through the middleman, a lot of times they're not going to get you to where you want to go. And you kind of had that experience recently with something. Yes, I I'm, not gonna mention, I'm not going to mention, <clears throat> but you did have a little experience with kind of that middleman thing. Um, yes, yes. Okay, but what does this have to do with energetic vampires? The is that with all, there are people I feel, speaking of energetic vampires, okay, where I was going with this, okay. is that there are people who interject themselves into our lives that want to put a stopper like water going down a drain into the flow of whatever it is that's going on in our lives. Yes. Uh, for whatever it is that's going on in their <laughs> lives, they want to, again, another metaphor, vampire, they want to suck the life right out of you. 
Well, it's because they want the attention. They want to direct the attention away from anybody else onto themselves. And there's somebody, is it Francis? Who's the who's the other person that watches uh, what we do in the shadows besides me? I can't remember if it was Francis. Um, okay. People have been talking about energetic and emotional vampires for years and years and years and years and years. However, it's really, I'm telling you, it's this particular show, television show, that brought it to the forefront. They have two, they had a man, a major character. They have a major character who's an energetic vampire. And it's made clear that that's what he is. And it's, you know, it is based on like, you know, a fan. It's a hilarious, hilarious, brilliant show. It's written brilliantly. The actors are brilliant. Um, it's a little gory at times. Yet uh, the important thing is they have a main character that started at the beginning of the show who is an energetic vampire. They make it clear that that's who he is. I've already said this before, but. Uh, one of the actresses from SNL, oh, what's her name? I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name. She comes into the scene as an emotional vampire. And she gets hired. He has a day job because he looks like a normal person. He doesn't look like a vampire. He looks like a normal, you know, khaki-wearing, sweater-wearing guy. And she shows up. And they battle it out in the workplace. He becomes jealous because she's sucking people in with her emotional vampirism. And he's the vampire on staff. He's the one that's the energetic vampire. And then they have it after hours on their floor. They have it out. They levitate in the air and fight and have it out. And then they end up dating. <laughs> and then you know, she becomes so much for him to bear that he breaks up with her. That's how bad it is, you know. And But I, I was like so excited to see this in a television show. Because it's teaching all, you know, all these other people on the planet that have no idea this exists. And this actually exists. I want to tell you, I have never heard the expression energetic vampire until you brought it to my attention. Huh. Okay. But I am telling everybody, you Google it. Oh, my God. It's all over the place. All over the place. It's a real thing. So instead of, like, you know, in the, in the fantasy films, a vampire sucking the blood out of you. Energetic vampires literally suck the energy out of you. But being an empath and a Reiki master, I can feel, I can read everybody's energy around me. I can read it. I know if you're sucking, I know if you're like trying to lure me in. There, There's an energy trick that people use called the hook. And it's this hook that energetically comes over their head like this. It's really scary, actually. And they're trying to hook you in. Hook you in it. It's it's one of those people like um, you can tell something's going on and you say, "What's going on? What's wrong?" Oh, nothing. That's the worst right there. Oh, nothing. I had a phone call with a friend the other day that I hadn't talked to in a while, and uh, I said, "How's it going?" Not good. And then I get this whole story about what nothing's ever going good for this person. Ever, ever going good for this. Every time I talk to her, it's a story. Well, do you want to talk today? No, I don't feel well. I'm like, okay, fine. You want to talk tomorrow? I don't know. You know, so these people are game players. They're manipulators and they're professional victims, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. I write mm -hmm. about professional victims in my book. They will... They have, and you know what? A lot of these, uh, a lot of these games, a lot of these habits, a lot of this behavior comes from childhood. A lot of kids learn how to stay out of trouble and get attention by doing these things when they were young. You see, and they grew up, and they, they are adult children now, still using the same tactics, still using the same manipulation to get what they want to get what they desire and require from people no matter the consequences can i bring something on screen that Please. i found i i when i googling emotional uh, i mean electric vampires uh this energetic thing, not electric but energetic. <laughs> electric vampires i love it look what i found i can't see it on my screen uh, well, you can't see it I'll read it's it. small on my screen. That a person in your life is an energy vampire. They feed on your willingness to listen to yeah. them. 
They're always involved in drama. They diminish your problems and play up their own. They use guilt trips or ultimatums. That's the biggie. And they act like a martyr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Natasha Lombardi, it is Vanessa Bayer. It, that's that's the actress from Saturday. God, she's so good, isn't she? Oh, she's wonderful. I love her. God, I love I love her Jewish boy. Her Jewish boy that's preparing for bar mitzvah. That's my probably my favorite, being having lived in New York for 12 years. Yet she plays, she's so brilliant as an emotional vampire. So brilliant. And the thing is so brilliantly written. Yet it's a good lesson. Yeah. It's a really, really, really good lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, Cherie. Sherry. Closet Narcissus. Sherry, I, I, well, her name is spelt the French way, Sherry. No, like, she corrected me on this. So. I'm sorry, Sherry. I'm sorry, Sherry. <laughs> I want to change the spelling of your name, Sherry. Uh, closet narcissist, yes. Yes. You know, if you look under narcissist, it's an umbrella for a lot of stuff. There's a lot of different kinds of narcissists. I grew up with some. I had some in my family and, and, and one side of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Or how about professional narcissists? Because I think when you become an adult and you're still narcissistic, it becomes a profession. Because guess what? Somebody, somebody out there is buying into it and giving you everything you desire and require being a narcissist. So it's a profession. Well, I'll tell you something that's made a big uh, deal about all this. And that's Mm -hmm. social media. Uh, Facebook, you know, is a cesspool of all of this. And yes. I mean, I have seen me, 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 the world of me. Yes. And and it blows my mind that how many people will post me, 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 me. I very rarely see all day long. I will very rarely see them post about another person, uh-uh. about another situation, about anything no. else that doesn't involve them being at the center. And then if you say, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. But they very rarely come back and say, well, how are you? What's going on? in your Absolutely. Life? Absolutely. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. This new generation, Francis, this new generation is is the narcissist generation. It is it's the me generation. I'm changing the I don't know what they call it now. I mean, we're what? Are we we're not Gen X or what are we? No, we we we're are we baby we're not, boomers. No, you and I are baby boomers. Uh yeah. And, and then I, we have the generation X. And now we've got the me generation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's but here's the thing. I love social. I love social media. I love technology. It's a really great way for a lot of us to PR ourselves mm-hmm. with what we're doing. Um, fortunately, what I PR is actually assisting other people and and letting go. That's my thing. You know, you're you also entertainment as well. You have happy shows. We do happy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk mm-hmm. about uh, we talk about serious stuff. But you know, we're happy, loving people. Um, then there's these people out there that are just me, 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 me. It's the me. Mm-hmm. I call it the me generation. Yeah. And that's our future. That's our present. <laughs> and it's our future. I remember years ago, someone saying, you know, look around you. This is our future. And I said, this is our present. This is where we already are. I mean, it's a sense of entitlement. It's a sense of, uh, I mean, when people go into a restaurant Mm-hmm. Uh, they want the best table. Uh, uh-huh. They want what's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. They're not always looking at the bigger picture. Uh, I mean, think about this. The next time any of you, if you are able-bodied people, and hopefully m- most of you are, uh, I can't speak for everybody here, but when you park in the parking lot, uh, I mean, Danny and I, when we park in the, uh, so we don't park, close to the doors we park on the almost on the other side of the parking lot because those spaces are taken up and it's because people want to rush in they want to get what they want to get and they want to leave but then again when somebody comes along of course there are handicapped uh, sections Mm -hmm. why not leave those spaces for someone who's older or someone who may not have the mobility that you and i have i mean there are little things that we can do daily that if we take the time to think about it, could make the difference for the next person. Paying it forward. 
Yes. No. I wish we could have. I wish we could have. I, I have a feeling somebody on the, our feed wants to talk, and I wish we could have a third person on. That'd be fun to just sort of hear their story or have them share an experience about being sucked dry by an energy vampire. Um, I, I've got, you know, I've mentioned before that I work around somebody that just has decided that they can't stand me. That was from the beginning. And uh, I can feel that angry energy when I walk through the door and I can feel it the whole time we're in the room together. Uh, and it's, and it's, I've had, I protect myself energetically now from that energy. That's also draining. Hating on other people is draining. Mm -hmm. And it's not only draining for the other person, it's draining for the hater. It takes a lot of energy to be consistently angry with someone and send them negative energy constantly, you know, when they're around you. It's draining for everybody. I'll tell you an interesting story. Anyone who knows, uh, I'm going to use Danny as an example, but, you know, anyone who knows him, I mean, I've never heard anyone say anything negative about him. Mm -hmm. He's a very outgoing, friendly person. Mm -hmm. But years ago, uh, we went to see a show, and there were two friends of ours that were at the show, and uh, we had not spoken to them in a while. And so I went over to the table where they were, and they both turned their backs to me. Yes, we talked about that before. No, no, no. This is different. This is a few years oh. ago. And, oh. I, and, I, and I said, what's going on? And they said, we don't want to talk about this. We don't want to talk about it. Oh. And uh, so I, I came back to the table, and I said, something's wrong. Something's, you know, all, you know, a little off kilter here. So after the show was over, one of them went to the men's room, and the other one was standing outside the door. Uh, it was in a single bathroom type of situation mm -hmm. and I went up and I said what's the problem and he said you're not the problem the problem is Danny and I said Danny what did Danny do and he said we were at a party at your house now mind you we had 125 people in our house at the time believe it or not and people who have been to our house realize that that's a tight group of people he said we were talking to him and somebody came in and he turned away and he never came back. And I said, well, I'm sure he got distracted and I'm sure it was not intentional. And if you speak to him or anything, let him know about this. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a friend who was a mutual friend of both of us. And I was talking to her one day and she was the best cook in the world. She lives in South Carolina now. And she said, I want to have a dinner party. And I'm at a quandary. I want to invite you guys. I want to invite them. And I said, well, why don't you? Mm -hmm. She said, well, you guys don't get along, do you? And I said, that's their issue. Oh, it's not, our, it's not mm -hmm. ours. And I said, she said, really? And I said, absolutely. If, if they will have an issue with that, they will decide whether they're going to come or not. You should let them know. We're going to be there. And she invited all of us. And it was like that problem just dissipated and rolled off. Mm -hmm. um, it was, they just got bent out of shape because of a momentary moment. That and, they, and, the, oh, oh, and, and an assumption. And an assumption. An assumption mm -hmm. without having dialogue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, uh, you know about and it. a friend of mine is coming to New York. And originally we mm -hmm. were going to have a dinner party here at our house. We've mm -hmm. now decided to do it in the city because so many of her friends didn't want to come here. But one of the people was one of the people that you and I have talked about who cut me out of her life. And mm -hmm. she said, should I invite her or not? And I said, this evening is about you. I said, I have no issue with her coming to my house. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's very big of you. And I said, well, I mean it. And I truly did mean it. And uh, it's not, it's a, a moot point at this point. It's not going to happen. But sometimes, as you say, carrying that kind of anger and that hatred and everything around, life is too short. I don't have time for it. I don't. No. And it takes too much energy to be that mad at somebody all the time. I mean, it's exhausting. You can drain yourself doing that. You know, I, uh, there's somebody you and I know who I don't have in my life anymore. I let go of of what, eight years ago or something. And I was invited to something by some really good friends that this person was invited to. And I didn't go into the story. I said, I'm not available. 
I can't make it. I'm not available. Well, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the texts I got that night during that event. Where are you? Where are you? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? From several people. I'm like, I'm not available. Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? And one of them, one of my oldest friends on the planet called me. She goes, why aren't you here? Everybody else is here. They're all expecting you to be here. Why aren't you here? I said, you want to know why I'm not there? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I didn't know because I don't talk about it. I don't tell the story. Why are you all calling me? When I say no, I mean no. When I say I'm not available, I'm not available. But Why are you all hounding me? Why are you hounding me about this? The because they, no, hang on, hang on. they had an agenda. It wasn't about me not being available. It was that they wanted me there, damn it. And they were going to harass me until they all, and I said, don't you tell a soul. And she didn't. Don't you tell a soul. The people that are hosting this event know the story. And they know why I'm there. They know why I'm not there. And they keep for, they keep acting like they forgot while I'm why I'm not there, you know. But they know. They just don't like it. They they want everybody to love each other and get along. Well, I can't help it if this other person is an asshole. I can't help it. I can't control this person. This person is what they are. They act. They do what they do, and they act how they act. I don't choose to be around it. And so instead of going, I'm not coming to your party. And here's why. You remember when do you do you remember on, you know, April 2nd and eight years ago and blah, blah, blah. I don't do all that. I don't tell the story again. Mm -hmm. I don't relive it. So, no, I'm not available. That all of that, do you know how much energy it took for all of that? I let it go and I was fine. And everybody else is spending all this energy going, why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? You know. And, and it just takes so much freaking energy that we could be using for good. We could be using it for something more positive. Well, you know, years I know ago, that was a little, I'm sorry. I know that was a little in your face, people. But I'm just really serious about this subject. Years ago, mm -hmm. I interviewed Georgia Engel uh, for my blog, on my Dolly blog. Mm -hmm. And she talked about a particular co-star uh, in the show uh, who was going through a really difficult time. And okay. who has since passed on. He unfortunately had a unfortunate demise. And, uh, but she was very forthcoming and very honest about his lifestyle choices and things which led to his passing, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she, after, I mean, she was very open and very honest and everything. And I wrote the blog, I sent it to her, and she called me up and she said, uh, do you mind taking this out? He's not here to defend himself. And wow. I, yes. Okay. And I, I immediately took it out. I didn't ask any questions. I said, if this is what you want, you just tell me what you want removed and I'll remove it. No questions asked. And uh -huh. I just removed it because everybody's got their story to tell everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and I, everybody's got a lot of stories, honey. Yes. But, um, and you know, and there are people, who want to tell their stories about you. Mm -hmm. There are people who want to tell their stories about me. And a lot of times, my grandmother used to say, God bless her, what people think of you is none of your business. Let it go. And Well, she used to say that. And keep going. But, um, uh, uh, but the thing is that if people want to... Tell that story. That's their choice. Yes. Because um, it used to bother me very much that this one particular person who, if you were to look up the word um, electric vampire, you would you mean see energetic. You mean energetic vampire? Energetic vampire. You keep saying electric. <laughs> well, that's, what I, that's what I have. It's energetic. Like it's energetic, darling. Well, I'm actually, I'm an electric vampire. <laughs> you, I'd like you plug it in and it goes, ah! and you plug it in and it stops. She was an electric <laughs> vampire. She shocked me every time I walked in the room. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So that's what I've got. Letting go of electric vampires. And you know, <laughs> I'll change that. So that's anyway, a Halloween decoration. Yes. That, I'll get that. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, she... Uh, you know, I, when I, one of the reasons 
that I was afraid of letting her go was I was afraid of the stories that she would tell. Oh, you knew they were coming. You knew they were coming. No, well, she's 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 connected. She knows uh-huh. a lot of people in the business. Uh-huh. And I was afraid of what she would tell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. whether it was based on truth or not was not the uh was not the issue. I was just afraid of what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then one day I just reached a point where I said, I don't care. Let her go out and let her and bad mouth you, yeah, which makes her, her look lie bad. about me. If people want to believe that, that's fine. And, yeah, who cares? You know, and I was having a, a conversation this morning uh, with uh, with Aaron, and I was telling about this situation where mm-hmm. this person, you know, you and I've spoken about this. Yes, um, said that someone had told her mm-hmm. that I was bad mouthing her around town, and I said, "Oh, I remember that." Yeah, yeah. And I said, "And well, you tell them to call me, and we will do a Zoom call." Mm-hmm. And we'll all be on camera and we can mm-hmm. all talk about it. Yeah, hash it out. Sure. Because that is not my style. But somehow she created this in her mind, whether someone had actually said that to her or not, I mm-hmm. don't know. Nor do I care at this point. Because the fact is, it wasn't true. Well, yeah. But also... I, you know, when, when I, when you told me about this, it was like a year ago. It was a long time ago. The moment you told me that I thought vampire, she's a vampire. Mm -hmm. That person's a vampire. She sucks the energy. She actually, I actually, she's more like the evil queen with the apple. Um, You know, she sucks everybody in and then she bites you. I know all about that. I got a I got a story for everybody if you'd like uh-huh. to hear the story. I may have told this story on the show before if I did stop me because I don't want to repeat those stories again. Oh, I have to say thank you everybody that, that noticed my um these aren't buns, they're curls, but thank you. Yes, this is my starting in Halloween. This is my first costume effort because I'm not a costumer. I got rid of all my costumes. But mm-hmm. this is my my take on the Princess Leia bun. Yes, it is. Okay, anyway, go ahead, Richard. So years ago, when I was appearing uh, as uh, as uh, Carol, uh, Danny, hold on a second. I'm going to ask him to bring this picture here. Danny, can you bring me the uh, uh, the photo album that I have on the table in the other room? Okay. Can you do me a favor? Can you take yeah. me off camera so I can go get some water? Uh, you go off camera, and I'm going to tell okay. this story. Uh, okay. But I, um, I'm uh, actually, uh, hold on one second here. I'm going to remove her from the camera. I'll know when she gets back. So I'm going to share a story with everybody. Bear with me. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I find this photograph in here. Because today I was talking about this event. Oh, here we are. This is great. You're going to love this picture. So I'm going to wait until she gets back, and then I'll tell this story. But this is a great story that I think you'll all get. Uh, well, I'll uh, tell the story leading up to this. So. It was Cindy Adams' birthday party, and I was hired to perform at Cindy Adams' birthday party. And I was asked to do a version of Hello, Dolly with all these verses of Hello, Dolly to to perform. Now, I've done many shows for or many events for Cindy Adams over the years. So as I was, this was at Wolf's Delicatessen. I told this story before. As I was going up the stairs... Uh, the, uh, as, uh, this photographer comes up to me from the globe, uh, and said that he wanted to get a picture of me and judge Judy. So I said, absolutely. So I go up to have my, uh, to do, uh, this performance. I finished the first song, Cindy Adams being Cindy Adams. Uh, I finished the song. She said, thank you. And I said, um, oh, I'm not finished yet. She said, oh, God. I said, uh, and I finished all the verses. And she said, uh, and I said, "Uh, you know, Cindy, we love you very much. If there's anything you want, you just let us know. (laughs) And she said, said, how about leave? And I said, okay. And I turned to leave. And she said, no, I'm joking, everybody. And I, I stopped. And then Judge Judy 
uh, the, the photographer comes over and says, I want to get a picture of you and Judge Judy. And then Jane Powell said, well, I want to get a picture with Carol. And then the Weislers were there and they wanted to get a picture with me. And Sue Simmons from Channel 5 was there. Everybody wanted to get their picture taken with me as Carol. So this went on and on and on. And so I posed for all these pictures. And then I went and I sat down. And I'm sitting next to this very well-known gossip columnist in New York. Very absurdic, very well-known. And he said, how exciting that you're invited to this party. I know and who that is. Go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, yes, this is all great and everything. And he knows me too. This, that was the whole thing. So after the party was over and I left, the following Thursday, when this paper came out, he said that I crashed the party in drag. I was asked to leave, but instead I chose the opportunity to pose with every celebrity at the party. And I was so upset, I called the person who hired me and I said, you need to put a retraction in the paper. He said, I have something to tell you. He said, when he got wind of the fact that we were throwing this party, he called Cindy Adams and said, why am I not on the guest list? He was the one that wasn't invited to the party. So I'm going Did to- Did you feel energetically drained by him? Is that why you're telling the story? I'm telling the story because uh, he told me to let go of the story and nobody would remember it. Can you all see the picture? There I am with Cindy Adams, Judge Judy, and Jane Powell. And that, of course, is me as Carol Channing in the middle. And, you know, it, and this is just one of many pictures that was taken that night. But I was told if you let go of it and you don't make a big thing about it, in a few days, nobody will even know, uh, nobody will even be talking about it. And you know what? He was right. If you let go of these stories, um, in a couple of days, no one is even going to know about them. No one's going to talk about them. I think sometimes we have perceptions of what people think of us, what people are going to do. We have no control over what people will think or say or do or whatever. Um, All we do is have control over how we're going to react to it. Every day is a new day. And we start that day with the best of intentions. And sometimes it gets wonky. You know, things happen. Um, um, you know, um, he's not in the picture, uh, Danielle. Um, he wrote about this article, uh, you but know. What is this, but what does that story have to do with energetic vampires? It has to do with the fact that I, as I mentioned earlier, these people, I was afraid of the stories that they would tell other people to let it go. It has nothing to do with you. So you're afraid that they would bite you and then go around and bite everybody else. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. Okay, I got that. So that's what. Um, so we have just a few moments left. Do you want to read some of the comments, or I would like for us to sing "Happy Birthday" to Francis. <gasps> is today Francis's birthday? Francis, is it your birthday? Because somebody said "Happy Birthday, Francis." I need you to answer me, baby girl. Is today the birthday? Well, I don't know. Somebody just said happy birthday to Fran- You know what? You know what we have here? We have a little club going on here. We have I a know. Let That Go Club. And I love it. And I and I, I want you guys to, pl- I, I desire and require you guys to bring more people into the club. And here's why. It's going to assist other people in letting go. Yes. The more people we can assist in letting go, the less freaking world, war, world wars we'll have. You know, if we can teach each other how to let all kinds of stuff go, then we can, it'll be a better world, please. And you know what? I'm not slick. We're, I mean, well, I can be slick if you're paying me enough. But, you know, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> if it's a union contract. Um, you know, Richard and I are just for real people. We really, truly are. We tell all these personal stories, not to just keep reliving it, but to assist you guys you know we want to assist you guys in uh in your lives 
Well, you know, our time is going to be running out because I've got to finish this because I have got to prep for tomorrow night's show by watching a documentary that I have to watch tonight and get okay. the, uh, the Skipper's Guide out tonight. So everybody remember that's coming out. But I do want to... Um, yes. Uh, uh, but is, uh, is it her birthday? Yeah, I think so. Uh, somebody said happy birthday, Francis. Yes. Francis so is gonna... ignoring me now. Okay. Um, you pick the key and I'll go with okay, it. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Francis. Happy birthday to you. There you go, Francis. And, uh, this is going to be a fun month, you guys. Everything, it, it's its our, uh, we're calling it, what did I call it? Our October series. Our spectacular. Our spectacular uh, October oh, series. Spectacular. Next week is our first full moon show with my friend Aaron Graylord from L.A. Uh, and then later on in the month, we're going to talk about letting go of scary people and situations. Um, letting go of the evil within ourselves. And the final show What's the date of that? October 30th, 29th? 30th. It's called Letting Go of the Ghosts from the Past. So I'm going to challenge you guys. I, you know, I've been threatening to start a Let That Go page. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna start a Let That Go page. I wanna see if if you haven't, I, I, my private page is private. I don't let anybody post on my page. If you tag me, if on Facebook or social media, if you tag me, I will post it on my page. I want pictures. I desire and require pictures of you guys in some sort of Halloween something. Uh, I don't care if it's a tiara. I don't care if it's horns. I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a princess. But I want to make this. I want to make this fun for everybody this month. Post, you know, post something. You know, just. Post something about us and then post a picture of you in your Halloween garb because this month we're going to talk about scary things to let go of. But Got I do it? want to say before, yes. I, before I say my closing remarks and then turn it over to you okay. is that next Sunday, uh, two things. Number one, uh, the show will be in the afternoon. We're doing a 2 p.m. Eastern time instead of in the evening. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I am going to see Deborah Stone, who has been an incredible sponsor for us for the last month. And I want to return the favor by being there to uh, celebrate her. Uh, and I'm a big fan of her. So I, if any of you uh, are going to be in New York uh, next Sunday night and you would like to join our table, um, I'd love to have you join us. It'll be fun to see everybody. Uh, so by all means, do that. Um, but the show is going to be at 2 p.m. next week. Uh, again, a reminder, if you don't already get the Skipper's Guide, you can go to richardskipper.com, sign up for the Skipper's Guide, and it has all the events that I'm doing next week, both live and virtual, because I'm on stage again next weekend. So uh, I'm excited about that. So um I am going to talk about a, a word that I chose today. And the word I chose today is courage. Courage. Because, courage. yes, all of us uh, need to find the courage within ourselves to let go. To let go of the things that are holding us back. Uh, to let go of those that are not building us up. And there are a lot of people out there, and you know who they are, that are not building you up. One of the things that I have been doing uh, on my own Facebook page, and nobody here has anything to worry about because all of you are proactive in my life. There are a lot of people out there who are just taking up space. I have been going through and I'm finding that with some people, <laughs> no, but they are. I, I know. I know, I know, baby. I am being totally. I've got a, I don't know how many, a thousand um, friends, and, and I only seen. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I reached the point yeah. where I had five thousand friends, I was excited. But it it is a curse rather than a blessing, because mm -hmm. a lot of people. I want a proactive experience. 
I want yes, people of who course. are going to interact with me. I uh-huh. want people who are going to talk with me. I want people who are going to um, like what, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to like what I say, but at least comment on it and share it with others. Let other people know about what we're doing. Um, you know, it's all about growth. And that's what is, I am going through Facebook and, uh, and I'm finding that there's a lot of people out there and there are a lot of people out there who are, uh, energetic vampires and those vampires on Facebook are mm-hmm. sucking the energy out of me. Yes. And if they are sucking the energy out of me, it's going to d- defeat my purpose for being here, which is to uplift people and to No, it's not. No, it's not going to defeat you. No, no, it's not. Take that no, back. No, no. It's not going to defeat uh, you. You're in control. I'm in control. I'm but yeah. what I'm saying is that I'm in control of letting it go. I am in letting it go. I am not allowing it to stop me. Good. So, so I am moving on uh, uh, and Sherry Callahan, she and I are very interactive. Erin uh, and I are very interactive. Mm-hmm. Natasha and I are very interactive. Yeah. Uh, Danielle and I are very interactive. Doug McAllister and I are very interactive. Oh, Aaron- don't take my, Doug, but hang on. Dougie's my baby. You can't, uh, you come, you, you, I come first. Okay. He's my baby. Erin uh, Caleb and I, uh, my baby. all of you are interactive with me and I appreciate it. So as I say at the end of every show, uh, go out and do something nice for somebody else without yeah. expecting anything in return. Uh, today is a nine day it, uh, and my, nine days for me are now, believe it or not, let that go days. So Woo-hoo! yes. Uh, so whether we are here or elsewhere on nine days, we let it go. So go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the ninth friend that pops up. And this is what I want you to do. When was the last time you spoke? When was the last time that they reached out to you, that they asked, how are you doing? If they are active in your life, by all means, keep them on your Facebook page. If they're not, let them go so that you can make room for those people that are going to be there for you. And a lot of times we hold on to those people. And I've talked about this in the past as well, because of ego. We're afraid that if we let go, we're letting a piece of ourselves go. I'm and not afraid. Not, well, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid anymore either. I'm letting go. <laughs> I'm just speaking as a collective. So anyway, um, as I always say, reach out tonight to the ninth person on that list. And reach out with a phone call, not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. Let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, because as Sean Monagaroe says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper and a diva along. So, Kisira, it's all yours. And uh, I will see you after the show. Thank you, darling. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have something to read you from my book. If you don't have the book, you can get it on Amazon. Let that go. I can see McKean. Okay. Here's what I write on. Does everybody have their books? Page 16. I know at least three of you have the books. Here we go. You ready? Action equals energy. Energy equals our karma. So... If we want to understand what we believe or what kind of energy we are radiating out, all we have to do is look at the life we've co-created with higher consciousness and other people, period. And believe you me, baby, all those energetic vampires, they're not as in control as you think they are. The reason they do what they do is they're control freaks. They're some of the, and you, as you know, if you've read my book, they're some of the loneliest people on the planet. Okay. Can I hear, can I hear amen for that? Some of the loneliest people on the planet. Uh, I can't make you do anything. I can't make you act any way. I'm just asking that you, you at least attempt to be as gracious and kind as you can to other people no matter what they do or say. And I'd like to encourage all of you to speak up when you feel like someone is energetically draining you. Don't 
be afraid, have no fear, just address it and let them know, you know what's going on. And I guarantee you, you will see a change. I love you all. I'm going to work on that. Let that go page. The only people that are going to be able to join the page are the people that watch the show. We're going to start a little let that go club with me and Richard where you can post whatever you want to post. It's going to be a private page. It's not going to be a public page. You can post whatever you want because what happens in Diva Land stays in Diva Land. I love you. I'll see you next week. Let's get ready for the scary Halloween show. I'm so excited. Bye. I love you.